Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, where we break down popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best will never be accepted by the internet, no matter how I say it. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we're talking about the old X-Men 2. X-Men United. Which was or, a... Or just X2. They, they have like 50 different yeah, versions of this movie's what... title. The second X-Men movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. directed by Brian Singer from 2003. Alright, let's look at these Sprout Tomato scores here that I have written down somewhere. Um, okay, the critic scores an 86% and the audience scores an 85%. Both consistently high, especially for a superhero movie. Um, Tyler, favorite thing, least favorite thing? Well, so my favorite thing continues to be Everybody except Halle Berry. And my least favorite thing continues to be Halle Berry. <sighs> she doesn't even get that much to do in this movie. <laughs> I know, but it's just like... <sighs> See, I, I remember I, we, I made the argument when we were watching the movie. I'm like, well, at least in the first one, she was trying to do an accent. Yeah. Now, it wasn't that great. And she didn't maintain it. Yeah, but but at least she it was, was there. She was trying. It was a little something that added to her character. This one is just like, no, it's just Halle Berry in a wig. Yeah. Like, her lines are just delivered so flatly. It's... And I feel like I need to continue to defend... I, I went on a rant about her last podcast. I won't go that deep into it. But I feel like I need to continue to defend my... Because I'm not... I promise. I'm not, like, racist or sexist or anything. That's not where this is coming from. Dear Lord, I hope not. <laughs> She's just a bad actress. At least in this particular... I mean, I, I haven't seen anything that I, I found her good actress. Maybe there's other stuff that she is a good actress in. In this franchise, she is a easily the worst actress. See, this is the thing. When it comes to, like, nerdy franchises that she's been a part of, it's always bad. <laughs> James Bond? Terrible. Catwoman? The worst thing ever. <laughs> this? She's the worst part. <laughs> I, I really... I don't know what, what it is about her and, like, nerd yeah. franchises in particular. I really don't and, get it. And as I said, I, I get that it was kind of like... We need a popular female African American actress. I get that. Yeah. Like, I feel like you. In I feel like you gotta try and find, try and search for someone who who's better fit for the role. I wonder if screw, they did screw popularity and and go for try to find the right talent. I really want to know if they did like extensive screen tests with her. If it was just like, hey, she's a big name. Yeah. Like, or even was she a big name at the time? I don't know. Like late nineties. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, she won the Oscar right around that time, so maybe, maybe mm -hmm. they they saw her performance and I was like, let's just cast her. I, I don't remember what the movie was. But. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, you said both, right? Your favorite? Yes. Really sorry. Okay. <laughs> Losing track here. Okay. My favorite thing is is William Stryker, Brian Cox. To me, he is one of the the best comic book movie villains that we've ever had, which is great because he is nothing. Even close to uh, his his comic book counterpart, and that's just a testament to the writing with how good he is. Um, it, it's great because it, it's both the performance because Brian Cox is just fantastic, and I love what he does with the character, making him like Southern, you know, ex Vietnam soldier type. And then, but but he also brings an additional side to the argument that we've been building between Xavier and Magneto. Like Stryker is Magneto's like worst nightmare. Yeah. 
And it's, and, and, it's, it's kind of hard perfect. for Xavier to make his point when people like Stryker are yeah. out there. He's, he really is the perfect kind of wrench in the machine to, to yeah. you know, take Xavier a step well, back. Well, which is the obvious place to go after you establish that conflict in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, Because you kind of establish the conflict in the first movie and you kind of get the feeling like, okay, Xavier's obviously right here. You, yeah. you need to, to escalate it and be like, all right. Let's see why. Let's let's look at things from Magneto's point of view and give kind of this this linchpin for or this 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 figurehead for you know his fears to center around. It's perfect. It's very well done. Yeah. Um. I I have read uh God love man God loves man kills. Yeah. Uh. It was a while ago, but as far as I can tell, it was it, it's very much the same kind of idea that they play here, where it's it's he a preacher in the comic book, right? Yes. Okay. Is uh, is he not a, a, a reverend at all in this one? Did they never no. address that or anything? No, he's they just never a military that up. He's man. Military. Yeah, it's it's Reverend Stryker in the comics, and and he's uh, a very like fire and brimstone, you know, maniacal televangelist type dude that that rallies people, you know, uh, Red Scare style. It's very it's, it's good okay. stuff. Yeah. I look at it a lot. Huh. Uh, that plays a lot more with with kind of like media perception and and. Uh, popular perception. Well, this is a little more direct confrontation, so it's a little different. But overall, it's still done. The conflict is still handled very well. I like it see, a lot. See, that's the thing, and that's what I love to say about these movies in particular. When people are like, "Oh, it's nothing like the comics. They change this thing." Blah blah blah. Okay, my argument when you're making a a film adaptation, if you're going to change stuff, either make it just as good as how it was in the comic mm-hmm. book, or make it you know, elevate the material, make it better. And for me, for most of this stuff, they, they make it just as good, if not better than the comic books. Like they, they know what stuff to change and what stuff to leave the same for the most part. Obviously a lot of people don't agree with that. I think that, I think that that's spot on. I think they're very much looking at, okay, what can we take from the comics and make it better? Screw your costumes. (laughs) It was the early 2000s nobody cared we wanted the good we wanted the stories right first before i say my worst thing we did not mention in the last one we went you went on a bit of a rant about fanboys hating yeah. brian singer and the costumes in particular we didn't we forgot to mention that it, it, it at least you know f- for me it feels kind of like a post matrix kind of response that's for maybe post i think we talked about blade a little bit yeah but maybe post that too yeah it's it's a little bit of it's it's late nineties early two thousands mantra of gotta be it, it it was the proto dark and gritty as opposed to the, the dark and gritty we've got now it, it was the 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 time when it was like they're not really dark and gritty I mean not, I guess there were a lot of R rated movies around that time that were kind of like over the top yeah. violent gore fa- and, and stuff like that but for the most part that just meant hey let's put some leather on them yeah. Well, now we've got the, oh, everything's got to be dark and brooding and everyone's got to be, you know, all hunkered down in, in their, their ways and just Superman getting angry has to at everyone. Superman has to. And Batman does too. Yeah. <laughs> Verdict's oh, out on Wonder Woman, but I, I cannot <laughs> wait until we get to the Batman movies. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. I cannot wait. That'll yeah. be a while down the road, though. Um, my least favorite thing. See, I was trying to figure out a least favorite thing about yeah. it. I'm just going to go ahead and say I love this movie. I'm not sure if it's my favorite X-Men movie, uh-huh. but it's really close. Like, it's up there. Yeah. 
I think most people would agree. And I was, I feel like this one gets forgotten. I mean, not not nearly as much as the first one, but I feel like <clears> this one gets forgotten a lot. Especially in compare, well, two things. Especially in comparison to the this, the Raimi Spider Man movies. Oh yeah. With, well, which is weird because I feel like this holds up a lot better. Although I, part of that too is I think I think the popularity and profitability profitability of Spider Man yeah. playing coming across. But the I mean, the, these movies were successful, but they weren't like. The World, X-Men movies. World shattering, yeah. like the Spider-Man movies. Deadpool was the first X-Men movie, I think, that really oversold what, or, what, like, did did more than anyone expected, did a lot more than anyone expected. Uh, no, I was going to say, it, it's it's weird to me, because this really does hold up a lot better <clears throat> than any of the, the Raimi Spider-Man movies. I had, Like, I, we, we've discussed those, you can go back and listen to them, if you haven't already. Like I, I, I love those. Like that, I, I appreciate a lot what they did. But the, I respect them more than <laughs> I like them. I, I like them a lot. But this, this really does hold up great as a movie on its own. Like yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um. Did I say my least favorite thing yet? No. Okay. My least favorite thing. <laughs> See. Uh, uh. Yeah. This was the point I was making. I, I could not think of the least favorite thing. Like. Halle Berry does not bother me enough in this movie to be like, oh, I, she's just completely distracting. Yeah. She's I, I hate it. Uh, so I was thinking about like just specific plot points and like anything that might just stick out and bother <laughs> me. There is one thing that bothers me. It's during the airplane sequence when uh the the Air Force people they hit the X jet with a missile, yeah. and um, Rogue gets thrown out and Nightcrawler saves her. But then out of nowhere. Magneto is just in a forest that just happens to be right below where the X-Jet is, and he just mm-hmm. kind of catches them. Yes. Even from an early age, I was like, that's that's really convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it, 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 it's, that, that was just weird. It's the type of thing where, where that's something that you can you can mess the script around. It's just a cool scene. You can you could easily just I mean, I, I like his line. Yes. He's like, when will these people ever learn how yeah. to fly? Yeah. And you can you can easily fudge the the this fudge something to where they just go back to the to the X mansion and he's there. I mean, it's it's not like it's 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 not that big of a deal. Are you telling me Magneto doesn't have one of those little X Men metallic cell phone things yeah. <laughs> that Wolverine just pulls out of Cyclops' car? <laughs> Correct. And that was very weird. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I'm changing my least favorite thing. The 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 in sync song that they turn on, God, which Pyro, Pyro turns on the radio and in sync starts one. I'm like, yeah, for a movie that's supposed to be the not too distant future, that horribly dates this. <laughs> that's very true. Never mind. That's that's my. They release a, an ultimate. Uh, when when did this movie come out? Two thousand three. Okay, they really re- release an ultimate like. 20 year direct anniversary director's cut and the only thing they do is change that to be like whatever pop song is popular in 2023 <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's my new least favorite thing <laughs> Gosh, dang it. um okay uh, where, where do you want to start i don't know i i, I mean li- like i said my favorite thing is still pretty much everyone else like except tyler berry that that's continuing to be new <clears throat> uh we got striker lady death strike that very cool. I, I like her a lot. See that another thing that's a great change from the comics that still works for the movie because she's just like a mindless slave to Stryker, mm-hmm. and then she has a cool fight with Wolverine at the end. Yeah. Wait, what? What do you mean change as opposed to? Isn't she like she actually has a personality in the comics? Like, there's a lot more to her, and she's got like I mean, yeah. robotic arms or something. 
I don't, I don't know a whole lot about her. I mean, it's... I don't know if that's necessarily a change for the better so much as the change to work with the plot more. Yeah, no, that's... But, the, but yeah. If it works for the plot, then yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, she gets a really cool fight with Wolverine. Yes, I do like that fight a lot. That might be one of my favorite fight scenes in, in any superhero movie. Interesting. Uh, Just because it's like... I, I, I don't know, because it should bother me as, like, both of these people are invincible. Although, this is the... They haven't quite reached the point in this franchise where Wolverine is just invulnerable to yeah. anything and everything. Yeah. Like, this is still... He takes pain, he he feels it, and he, he, could, he, gets... he could die if he gets hurt enough. That's the way they, they play it a lot in this movie. Yeah. Like, he... especially when he thinks that he's killed her and she's in the tank, and then she, like, jumps out and just starts stabbing him in the back. Uh -huh. And he's, like, t trying desperately to grab the little needle that has uh -huh. the adamantium, and then he drills it into her stomach. Like, that's, I don't know, the way they play that is like, wow, I think he could actually die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and earlier in the movie, he gets shot in the head, right? And then he, he's out for like... This is not the last time he will be shot yes. in the head in these movies, but... He's, he's shot in the head. Just, if you're, if you're happening to watch these movies, like, once a week along with the podcast, just pay attention <laughs> to how many times he gets shot yeah. in the head, and the difference in the amount of damage he takes. Yeah. Because cause he gets shot in the head in in this one. Yeah. And he's out for like five minutes or so. Like yeah. he, he gets he's out cold. Completely unconscious. Yeah. Uh and then well we'll get to we'll get to this in Origins, but in Origins he gets at one point when right after no, he escapes, right? Right after he jumps out of the tub where he gets the adamantium yeah. drilled into him, he gets shot in the head and it just And it just like immediately falls out and then he he goes rage mode and, and Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Terrible. Yeah, whatever. Spoilers. We'll get to, we'll get to Origins. Origins uh, is not very good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I do that too much. Or I go ahead and spoil <laughs> how we feel about the other movies. Uh, usually my mindset is, it's going to be pretty obvious how we you, feel. Usually it's, well, usually it's about the ones that everyone else agrees are bad. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if I repeat that joke too much. Existential crisis. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I'm going to this whole thing in my head. Okay, um, you were saying? Oh, I was going to say too. Uh, Nightcrawler. Great. Oh yes, I, his his opening scene is wonderful. That is that's one of the best action yeah, scenes. In yeah, yeah, no, it's Superman. very very cool. See, that's one thing I complained about in the last one. So the action scenes really bothered me because yeah. they just they just weren't like very exciting. They just felt kind of bland. So far, yeah. This uh, Brian Singer has clearly stepped up his yeah. game. Like uh, a whole different ballpark. And the, he, he has this quote where he's like, when I was doing X-Men, I felt like I was doing half a movie. And for uh -huh. this one, it's like, okay, he, he's really stepping up. I very much get that feeling. Definitely. And it's it's just hilarious considering how much we, we like the first one. Mm -hmm. And then this one is just like a whole new <laughs> that level. That much better. Yeah. Uh, this really does feel... Is it fair to say this is like the X-Men franchise's Empire Strikes Back in terms of quality and like what it does for the franchise? It's like the next sequel, but, it's, but it takes it in like a new direction. It's also the Spider-Man 2 of the franchise. Unfortunately, X-Men 3 is also the Spider-Man 3 of the franchise, as we will get to. Spoilers for that one, too. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it it's it it very much changes. I mean, it changes the the game for superhero movies in general too. Yeah. Like it's the the it's it's a very. I mean, it's a pretty like mature movie as far as the type of thing it, it handles. As a, 
The whole MacGuffin is Professor X causing genocide with yeah. his powers. Yeah. That's and they actually show it happening. Yeah. Like that's yeah, pretty that's a, uh-huh. pretty intense. And then everything with Stryker's son, like it gets very dark. Yeah. Stryker's son is creepy. Yes, <laughs> yes, he is. Um oh one last thing with the new cast, Pyro. Yeah. We get a little cameo from him in the first one. It's not the same actor, uh-huh. I don't think. But I he's very good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean, he doesn't make a whole lot of an impression, but he's just he's he's just one of the people that gets swayed to Magneto's side. Like that that's the point yeah. of his character. Kitty Pryde doesn't get get introduced in the next one, right? She has a cameo in this as well. Okay. When the uh, soldiers are attacking, she has a little bit where she's running away. Okay. Uh, yeah, Colossus shows up. Looks pretty bad though, doesn't it? It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And it's yeah. the same actor. He's he's the same actor that shows up in X Men Three and Days of Future Past. Interesting. Uh, it's very interesting the continuity of between yeah, all these yeah. movies, and not just with plot points, but also with the cast. And uh, and obviously, when you look at this Colossus compared to what we have now with with what we just saw in Deadpool, I mean, obviously it's it's night and day. What 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 you know. 10, 12 years will do for you, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's... I don't know. It is what it is. It's, it's older movie. I mean, this was at, still at the point where we're still trying to balance a whole lot of characters, but here, we'll give this little thing for yeah. the fans. Exactly. But we'll still make it make sense for the plot, as just, he's one of the students at the school, and he's just fighting some of the military guys uh-huh. that are attacking. Like, it's not distracting. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of little winks and nods are from like a lot of modern superhero movies Mm -hmm. they sometimes can just be like that's (laughs) going a bit farther but like for for this one everything feels like it's just working for the story i agree uh what do you think of wolverine this is good as always (laughs) they 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 expand on this character. That that is one of the best things about this movie it just expands on all the stuff you want to explore at the end of the first one. Yeah. Like, it widens the whole <coughs> conflict between mutants and humans. Like, it explores that a lot more. And like, it gets more into Wolverine's stuff and his background, which they hint at at the end of the first one. It, it just explores all, all this extra stuff and, like, just enhances it. I agree. Which uh, is what you want from a movie where the first one is just universe building. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I, I do... I don't know. It, it does bother me that we never really get any ex- exploration of Wolverine's kind of like primal rage mode in in these this series. I mean, I, I guess it's too late for any of that to happen unless they're recast. But technically, do that in Origins. Technically, yeah. Um, I don't know. I know you people can't see. I, I, I threw up air quotes for that. <laughs> I, I'd like to. I, I wish that we would we got that might be the biggest thing that I wish kind of we we'd gotten differently from the comics. That and and I will say. The I feel like they go a little too far with the the Phoenix Wolverine. Cyclops oh, that's, that's still false flat. Yeah, but at least it's it leaves it at a point where you think, okay, maybe they're done with that. Yeah, and they're not. Yeah, the way they play it at the end is almost like Wolverine's accepted. Okay, Gene's gone, yeah. whatever, and Cyclops is still completely broken up about it, which shows you kind of. I don't know, that's almost making a point of how, like, Wolverine always thought of it as, like, a surface-level thing. Yeah. And then Cyclops, Cyclops is, like, is hanging on to it more. Yeah. yeah. 
which really makes it feel like the third movie they're gonna make Cyclops the main character. Uh huh. What I wanted to make the point that I wanted to make with, with bringing up Wolverine was this is the movie where you explore his background. Like he deals with Striker, he deals with Weapon X, and then you know he he catharsis he gets over that. Like uh-huh. he's like I I don't need to know everything. I know enough. I'm with the X-Men now. This is my home. This is my family. After this point, he does not need to be, like, the central character anymore. Yeah. That's very true. I feel like it, at this point, it's like, okay, he is he has served his purpose to this universe. Now we can just have him as a side character. Yeah. It, it very but much Hugh is... Jackman's too good. It very much is, this is the point at which X-Men 3 should have took, taken the lead and been like, alright, let's make Cyclops important again. Yeah. Let's let's back off of Wolverine, but, but X-Men 3 had enough problems that they were like, we're just gonna rely on Wolverine and all your favorite characters. It's gonna be great. And it was not great. Except not really all your favorite characters. Such as Porcupine Guy. I don't remember anybody else. <laughs> That's kind of Juggernaut, I guess. <laughs> Bald Cure Kid. Oh, hey, Angel's there for ten seconds. Oh, oh he's gone. How much of this is just going to be us parading? <laughs> well, so I'm going to say we need to hold off because then we're going to we're going to end up spending like a bunch of time bashing X Men Three in the next podcast, and we need to save all our criticisms for that because that'll be a fun time. So, what do you think about the plot? I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, like it starts off with with Nightcrawler attacking the president, yeah. which is. Seriously, it is a very effective opener. Because the the idea that says uh, mutant freedom now. Yeah, the idea is that Stryker is controlling mutants. Yeah, and and at some point he's kidnapped Nightcrawler and supposedly tortured him. Yeah. And he's making him do this in order to get clearance to attack the X-Mansion. Yes. Which is great. This is very clever. See, man has a man has a plan. Yeah, no, but, but I'm thinking about like other superhero movies where it's like kind of a complicated plot and stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, I get what the villain's trying to do. I'm just not sure if the pieces all connect quite quite well. Yeah, like for this, I buy everything that Stryker does. Yes, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's it's very it's it's very linear as far as like you 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 see his thought process where he's like, okay, I want to uh, get. Is the idea so the idea is that he find where does he find out about Cerebro from? Magneto, because he's got him in prison, and he's using the oh, mind, yeah, that's, mind that's control right. Yeah, yeah, so he uses the mind control. He finds out about Cerebro. Because, I'm, I'm making this point again, Magneto helped Charles build Cerebro. <laughs> it's very important no. that everyone remembers this for subsequent movies. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Now, is, is the idea... It's very important that you know this, Tyler. <laughs> now, the idea... <laughs> is, is the idea that he... Specifically, learns about Cerebro and then asks him about it, or this is kind of questionable. I'm trying to remember because there, there's a, a semi Cerebro. Does he re, does he build the Cerebro that's in the dam? Yes, and and he steals parts from the, the X Mansion Cerebro okay. to build it. Yeah. And so the idea is that he was just interrogating Magneto when he found out found out about it, or he had learned of this project somewhere. Doesn't early. matter. Eh, just just trying to make sure that it all follows through but like yeah so the idea is that he finds out about three he's like all right i want to use this because then i can i can use my uh because what what exactly is his son's power is it like controlling people or it's it's like influence on on people but see i i don't know because he he plays like mind games with them like they're in their 
own little world, but it somehow gets them to do yeah. what he wants. I think the idea is just that he's is basically that he's a super powerful like telepath. Yeah. Uh, and so he, the idea is that he's he's trying to get access to Cerebro so that he can control or he can can kill all mutants basically. Yeah. And and he's going to use Professor Xavier to do this because apparently this seemed a little flimsy to me. And it's just kind of set up earlier in the movie that um, if Xavier concentrates hard enough, he can kill everyone. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm just, I'm just, I just want to know how, how he figured that out in the first place. <laughs> Did he like just like concentrate too hard for like 30 seconds? He's like, oh dear God, what have I <laughs> he's done? In, he's in Cerebro and he's like, he, he sees a, a hot girl. <laughs> so he just focus, he's like, oh, mm. he's like, like, gonna focus him really hard, and then just, oh god, oh god, I won't. oh what, what, oh god, yeah. and then like, did he tell Magneto this, and then Stryker figured that out, and I mean, it could, it could just be something like he, he, when he, they first were building it, he tried testing it, and like, he, somebody got hurt or something like that. Like, this would be great if a prequel explored this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. The idea is that uh, he so 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 then Stryker, we want answers. Striker, I'm ignoring you. Striker <laughs> uh, sends Nightcrawler like takes over Nightcrawler, sends him to to attack the president, and make it seem like oh mutants are are evil, so that he can he can build up this this Which, mistrust. Can I just say I appreciate like in a very post nine eleven type thing. I I'm glad that the president isn't just like a George Bush stereotype type yeah. thing. Transformers. <coughs> I, I I just like how they just cast a guy, and it's like, yeah. okay, he's the president. I do appreciate whatever they same, same with like I'm thinking like the MCU, where it's a President oh, yeah. Ellis. Yeah, he's just, just a, guy. a guy. Yeah, or even I like appreciate that every time. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, when they show the president for like ten seconds, just a guy <laughs> or a girl. We don't discriminate. We're good with either. Just I, I like when it when it's just kind of like yeah, this is the thing. We're it's not. not distracting. Yeah. It's just, here's a plot element. Yeah. It's not, we're making a point about something. Exactly. Uh, but, I was, I was, yeah, so so the idea is that Nightcrawler tries to assassinate him. This turns public attention against mutants, and this allows Stryker to get the government to give him the ability, or to tell him, hey, you can go ahead and attack the X-Mansion. And then he does, uh, is able to break into Cerebro, steals parts to it, and starts trying to, to build his own from it. Uh, you know yes, what? One thing I, I've I've always been a little bit confused about Senator Kelly. So he died in, in the first one. Yeah, we we didn't even mention him in the first episode. <laughs> we talked about this whole franchise in the first. We we talked about the entire franchise except the first movie in the first one, pretty much. But um, and then Mystique takes takes over his yeah. place, and then at some point, like she just is like, okay, I'm Mystique now. Drop Senator Kelly. Whatever, it's not important anymore. I, I just want, like, a news story of, and Senator Kelly is continued, he's missing. Presumed, presumed dead, yeah. or something, you know. Missing for three months to now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, it, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's I mean, really that could very well this... be a, be the, the explanation is everyone just assumes he disappeared and they're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny stuff. Uh do you think, just thinking about the plot overall, do you think X-Men United is a proper title? I'm okay with it, just because of the ending. Like, the, the, the fact that at the, the climax is is Magneto's gang and 
It's not even Magneto's coming. gang. It's just Magneto and Mystique. They're the only important ones. <laughs> Toad's dead. Sabretooth's probably dead. Like, as much as I don't like X-Men 3, I feel like X-Men United would make much more sense for that one. In, in, what, in what sense? Like With Wolverine's little speech at the end of, like, we have to stand together, X-Men, all of us. And, like, we're holding the lines. I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe the, I just the last stand is maybe a I better just title, inherently but. resist any themes in X Men Three being extrapolated because there aren't really any. But the, well, just like we're going to war, yeah. some of us might not be coming yeah, back, guess. but we need to stand up for, for but, what we believe. Well, in. But but the overall point is Xavier and Magneto come together to fight against this other guy. But Magneto's not an X Man. Mm. Well, well, but but it's not saying. Would it just be X Men Two Mutants United? It's not necessarily saying X Men. The X-Men are United. That's not the title. The title is, it's an X-Men movie. The subtitle is United because it's like Mutants are United. They just figured that Mutants United probably would not sell with audience because they'd be like, oh. is it, Isn't it X2 colon X-Men United? Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is then. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. It just seems like a weird title. Like they had like 50 different variations. It's like Dartboard. Thumb, <laughs> they, we got they, that one. They threw the dart and it split into like Four different pieces in midair. <laughs> it, got, it got X2, it got the colon, yeah. and then it got X-Men, and, they were, and it got you. And they were like, well, we have to do that now. I mean, <laughs> that's fate. But yeah. Specifically got the colon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had a picture of a colon, like like the, the organ. Naturally. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were very confused as to why that was on the dartboard, but they figured they'd find a way to put it in there. Spoiler alert, so am I. <laughs> anyway. Um... Yeah, it's 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 just it's refreshing to have a villain who you understand his his intentions. He's obviously very sinister, like he's obviously going too far. Like you, he, he he's cle- slightly psychotic. He's he's clearly the villain. Yeah, but it's not necessarily from a oh he's going insane standpoint. That that might be the best part of it is that he's he doesn't go crazy. Yeah, he's very clearly knows exactly what he's doing, and there's a reason for it. Yeah, like he, he I appreciate that a lot because the idea is that his his son. Doesn't doesn't his his wife end up dying in some way related to that? Yeah, she like commits suicide. Yeah, because they couldn't fix their son. Yeah, uh, I like that a lot. Or, or like he kept putting visions and delusions into their heads, so she committed suicide. Yeah, that's good. Good. This is interesting. It's really dark. And I'm, I appreciate that they didn't go. Oh well, now we can make Striker go crazy and just kind of do what. It, now he has a very clear direction. Are you mean like another certain set of popular superhero movies that were occurring around this time, where every villain has to just go crazy, even though it was set up that they didn't have to do that in Spider-Man Two, and they did it anyway. Oh, was I not supposed to name the franchise? You ruined it. You ruined the bit. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's I, he might I, I can't really think of a lot of villains that compete with him. Yeah, overall, and and that might be why the, that that's he's prob- definitely at least in my top five. I feel if like not higher. Yeah, I of feel like comic book superhero. I feel villains. like the movie holds up so well because of that. Because it's like okay, he he. Like so many, every side of the conflict is strong. Yeah. So I'm able to understand it, and that just makes it that much more like. Yeah. Gives me that much more to invest in. And like I said, it's it's three sides, but the Magneto and Xavier side have to be like, okay, we have to, to band together to fight this other guy because he's a bigger threat than either of us are to each other. Yeah. 
I lo- like it's all very it's it's complex, it's interesting. I love the fact I love the use of Pyro in this movie. I think he's very it's very old where he's he's like always kind of a hothead. He, he's the turncoat. Yeah, and, and they're like, okay, we're gonna use him to show, hey, this is how someone can be swayed by Magneto's argument. I appreciate that he doesn't like hurt any of the X-Men or like show up and like kill someone. He's just I'm I'm done. I'm joining yeah. Magneto. Yeah, it's not like oh I'm gonna go because t- and and I, I appreciate that there's not a big like oh now it's the end of the movie so we all have to fight. Yeah, for some reason I appreciate that it's they unite together to fight Striker and then they end the movie. It's not it doesn't end on this big oh we got to battle that back and forth. It's it ends on a we have clear differences. We're going our separate ways for now. This is a a ceasefire because we had to unite for this thing. Now we are going our own way. When we meet again, it's it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. I I love the the that setup and everything, and I I love the fact that they use Pyro to show hey, some people can be argue or like, like there's a to show that there is a there is a, a a reason for people to follow Magneto's arguments. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not really a whole lot of a ceasefire because Magneto ends up trying to t- turn Jason to force Xavier to kill all of humanity. Well, yeah, but but that's, and then they just kind of leave. Yeah, but that's that's it, again, it's not this big battle between both yeah. sides. No, I got and that. it's it's more Magneto saying, "I have this opportunity that I that furthers my cause. I'm going to take it." Like, like it, it's not. You no, know I mean, he even shows remorse, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Charles," or he yeah. says something like that yeah. before he leaves. But like, that's his one shot. He's yeah. taking it. Yeah, and it doesn't work, and he's like, "All right, I'm 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 leaving for now. Yeah, not my problem." And and yeah, I I feel like every I feel like every character has a very clear role. Like the fact that that Bobby, he's used for the to uh, to show that his parents are like terrified of him, and like his uh, brother ends up calling the cops on it. Like that's that's where it, it it shows every aspect of this conflict by using very clearly needed characters. Do you think have you tried not being a mutinous too on the nose for like a a, a gay <laughs> allegory? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't bother See, me so much because... In context, it's funny. Yeah. Like, just the way she, she I says it. I think it's it supposed is, to be. I think yeah. it's supposed to be a joke. I think they put it in the trailers. That's funny. That makes sense. I, I think it's supposed to be kind of a joke. It's supposed to be a nod towards that. I don't think it's supposed to be, like, a serious thing. I think it's supposed to be kind of a... Something we take like that. Can I just say one of my favorite bits is Wolverine drinking the beer and then his senses go up and he points the claws at the cat and the cat just starts licking the claws. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes a whole lot of sense that Wolverine's first instinct would just be like, <laughs> you're, you're in like a domestic household. Why is a cat? Well, I mean, immediately afterwards it gets invaded. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But he's, he's got a fair point. Oh god, oh god I dropped the thing. Uh but th- this movie is littered with a whole bunch of just great moments like yeah. that. like uh, when when um outside of Dark Cerebro, that's I think that's what it's addressed as in the movie. Um there are a bunch of soldiers outside of it. And it's like, oh, nobody's gonna get in, that they're just gonna shoot him. And then all the pins in their grenades just get pulled out by Magneto and they all just blow uh-huh. up. Like this is that's great. And then you just see him drop like 20 of the the little metal pins. Like, yeah. that's great. It's, it's just so many little bits like that. It's just... It's very clever. Brian Singer is putting in an effort, yeah. and I appreciate said effort. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, uh, I'm trying to... Jean Grey has a bit of an arc in this, doesn't she? Or is it, is it, is it more? I, I know she's is it still... more her gaining power? 
I think it's her gaining power. Because she starts off and she's getting, like, premonitions. She's like, something terrible is about to happen. And then yeah. things start to go down. And she, she her powers start to get more yeah. powerful. Um, and then at the very end. Yeah. Phoenix looks like Fe- more like Phoenix from the comics in this one than it does in X-Men 3, right? From what I remember. Yeah. With, like, the little bits of in her eye. Like, it looks yeah. like a Phoenix flame, kind yeah. of. Like... It's just so weird that in the third movie, I, I, I know, once again, we'll get to it, but is it just the difference in how they well, portray the Phoenix is just bizarre the, to me. The th- and that's the thing, is that it's, the third movie should have really been part two, to this, like it should have been the, the knocking it home for this one, because this one, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, but it ends on a, it, it really is Empire Strikes Back, where it's like, we haven't solved anything necessarily yeah, we are just we're in a new place now, and we have to figure out where to go from here. Yeah, but we have ended on a satisfactory conclusion for this particular plot. Yeah, and so it's like that. Like that also bothers me so much that they use the in X Men Three. They go back and say, "Oh, she's been really powerful all along, and she just got it shut down in her mind by Xavier for." Re- like, I love the idea of her slowly gaining her powers, and then you bring in the celestial stuff with the phoenix. Like, I think that's a lot more interesting than... Would alien things work in this movie? Though? I don't know. I don't know that alien things necessarily would. You could... you, But in in that case, why not just have her slowly just gain a lot of power? Yeah, just have it be her powers becoming more and more unstable. Yeah. Like, that can happen yeah. to yeah. some mutants. And maybe eventually... Maybe she accidentally kills... Somebody, I don't know, not Cyclops, because you should keep him around. But he actually... You hear that, Brett Ratner? <laughs> you should probably keep Cyclops, the main character of the X-Men, around. No. <laughs> Have her kill off somebody. Some, something where she, she starts to just kind of spiral out of control. If you're not going to do Alien. That's that's fine. But yeah. it just it's, it's weird to me that they're like, oh, she was basically Dark Phoenix all along. We just... We're like, oh, she's, psychic barriers it, around her brain. It's it's very distracting. Yeah, when when looking at it in the context of these movies, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, surprise, surprise, X Men Three doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. Very true. Uh, so you, you like how how this ends? Yeah, with with Gene making the ultimate sacrifice. Yes, and I think it, it's it's. Does it make sense that she has to get out of the jet, though? Could she not just stay inside the well, jet? Well, the idea... Just... From the way it seemed, it seemed like it, it's it's because she has to focus so hard on... Like, it it really doesn't seem like... I don't know, the, the way her powers work. It feels like she has to be closer to things. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It makes a lot of sense that she has to be standing there holding back the water while lifting up the jet. Yeah. Like, from the inside, I don't really know how she would... I mean, I... I, I would look really weird. Yeah, and it would just be... be it feels like it would be, like, hard... I, I assume that in, in this universe, it would be harder for her to concentrate that way or something. Like, there... I don't know. It makes it makes sense to me the way she does it. So, I'll, I'll accept it. And plus, it, it, it makes for the, the hype ending that immediately gets destroyed in the next one. But... I really like how this movie ends yeah. with the phoenix in the water and her narrating. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And, yeah, it leaves everyone in a very interesting position while satisfactorily... Satisfactorily? Sure. Uh, leaving it and, like, making everyone complete that what their purpose in the movie is. Yeah. I kind of just gush over the score for a minute. Sure. 
John Ottman's X Men score is yes. is a masterpiece. Yep, <laughs> and it, and it only gets. I am so. I'm of two minds about this, about how it's not used in more of the movies. Because it's pretty much used in this, and it's used in Days of Future Past. And at this point, we don't know if it'll be used in anything else. Mm -hmm. This particular theme, anyway. I like all the X-Men scores. Like, I like every single one of them. For various reasons, yeah. you know. But it's... I, I, it's it, I, it bothers me that it's not used for, like, X-Men 3. Mm -hmm. Makes sense that it's not used for Origins, sure, but... In particular, X-Men 3, they just go for something totally different. But uh, just still, even now, watching it in the opening with the, with the X2 popping up and whatnot, and all, all the fancy dun, stuff. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it gets me hyped. That is actually my ringtone. Not going to lie. Like that, <laughs> I, I'm not, that's not me joking. That, that, I, 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 after I first saw Days of Future Past, I went and found that and made it my ringtone. Yeah. Oh, the Days of Future Past version is excellent. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to something that I was talking about earlier. Brian Singer stepping up his, his game with the action scenes. <clears throat> yeah. What, what's your favorite action scene in the movie? The Nightcrawler bit is just... Yeah, it's very cool. That's just... It still holds up. Definitely. Like, even the this, this special effect, effects with him bamfing around, like, that's... Oh, it still mm. looks great. I like how it leaves little wisps of let's smoke. See, what all do we got? What all action pieces do we got of this? I gotta gotta lay out for me. We got the nightcrawl scene. There's that. There's the little bit where Cyclops is fighting the two guards, and the Lady Deathstrike immediately knocks him out. Oh yeah, because Cyclops has to, has to get shafted in all of these movies. Yes. Um, Wolverine fighting all the the soldiers in the X Mansion, which is pretty good. Oh, that's a great bit when um <clears throat> the guy's about to attack Bobby in the kitchen, mm -hmm. and Wolverine grabs him. And then he stabs him into the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. And there's still the marks from the claws in the refrigerator. Uh -huh. If you're not going to have blood in these movies... That's about that, that's, that's... As good as you're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. There, there's Pyro lighting up the police yeah. cars. Which is great just because of the practical effects. Like, I've seen the special features with them, like, just flipping police yeah. cars and stuff. Like, that's... that's the, uh... Then the X-Jet scene yeah. with them getting chased and Storm causing the tornadoes. Mm -hmm. Is that the most useful thing Storm does in this movie? Yes. Well, and she still she causes, lets the jet get shot. Well, she <laughs> she causes a winter wonderland in Dark Cerebro. Oh, she yeah. makes it really cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened. Yeah. Which is nice, I guess. Then uh, Lady Deathstrike versus Wolverine. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Same here. You know, whatever. <laughs> is it weird that Nightcrawler only gets, like, one good action scene, and then for the rest of it, he's just kind of there? Well, he's he helps out in some capacity, doesn't he? I mean, he helps them get into Dark Cerebro at the end. Yeah. And the rest of it is just mainly just exploring his character. Yeah. But it's just kind of weird that he doesn't get, like, a climactic... I mean, like you said, I feel... it, it, it's not this huge climax where everybody's fighting everybody yeah. and every... Like, it, it's very efficient. Like, it knows what it needs to get done. Like, as much as I would want an additional Nightcrawler action scene, that probably would just draw away from the yeah. plot. Well, that's what I was going to say is... If I, you cannot come up with the action scene organically to make it fit with the story, then don't do it. That's what I was going to say is... I, it, it's, these, a lot of these characters have very interesting powers, and you can do creative stuff with them. But ultimately, you, you, you have to balance all of them out and, and make sure the story is working 
like regardless of how cool you want to have an action scene like and it, i feel like it's better to to be like okay we're only going to use this character if it really seems like they're necessary to the plot and to their own development has cyclops yet to get a good action scene yeah definitely there, there, there's nothing there's a little bit where he fights the guards and then lady deathstrike immediately knocks yeah. him out that's about it yeah like in any of the movies is what in I'm thinking. Any of the movies. Jeez, she gets nothing to do. Yeah. Side of her apocalypse. Maybe maybe they'll actually care about him now. We'll with, see. With the fifty other characters they've got going yeah, on in that that's movie. True. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, the the hope the hope maybe being that finally they're getting around to phasing out Wolverine. Because Hugh Jackman's finally getting too old for this and he's like, Alright, you guys haven't haven't taken me out yet. I'm gonna try to do you guys realize how much work I have to put into keeping up this physique? Yeah, really. It is not easy. <laughs> and he keeps going further. Yeah. He's like... I just... literally need veins to be exploding from my body. Can I just say one one more thing that this movie starts to do great and then X-Men 3 completely ruins? Uh-huh. Rogue. Yeah. They continue her arc. Like, at, at the end of this movie, it seems like she's coming into her own and like she's really starting to accept her powers yeah and like developing her relationship with Iceman and then the third movie she's like oh she she wants the cure yeah she takes and cure. Iceman like weird like ice skate cheats <laughs> with Kitty Pride. <laughs> oh that was, ter- was so terrible we'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. to that my point is that Another thing they do, they do well, they, they continue to develop the characters, even though Rogue isn't nearly as much in the forefront of this one as she was in the first one, they still give her, like, character bits yeah. and stuff, things to do to show us how, how she's progressing. And, like, I really like her character. Yeah. And then they just screw it up uh-huh. so royally in the next one. Ah. Uh-huh. That's... I bet that's everyone's biggest takeaway from this is uh, everything they do right in this one is just immediately undercut in the next one. Yeah. Kind of how I feel, how I feel about Spider-Man 2. <laughs> but to a, to a worse extent, honestly. Like, like yeah. Spider-Man 2, there, it doesn't set up as much as this one does. Yeah. Just to wreck it all. Whatever. Uh, do we have anything else really to cover? I think we've covered just about everything. Yeah, I feel like I'm noticing a trend when, when whenever we have a, a good movie, we tend to take less time just because we, we, we kind of cover it all quickly. Well, because I'm thinking about our watching process. Well, while we're watching it, we're just like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Like, we don't really have complaints, but like it, when you want to talk about something that you really don't like, you're going to tend to spend more time yeah. talking about it because you want to... I don't know, it's you want to like, justify it's it It's almost more? like the CinemaSins school of thinking, where it's like every single little thing. Yeah. I must point it all yeah. out. Yeah. I must explain once you to decide, you... Once you realize you don't like a movie, you want to spend all... You want to just break it down as far as you can. At least that's my thinking. Yeah. Oh, God, I got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we... If we're cutting it really short here, do we want to go ahead and go great? Sure. All right, uh... I believe I gave it an A minus. Yes. Yes. Uh, on my, on that, my 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 official record sheet. Yes. You pretty put much A minus. Pretty much the only thing this gets docked for is Halle Berry. No, <laughs> pretty much the only thing it gets docked for is is mostly some of this. Mostly really Cyclops, honestly. Should they have recast her? Yes. You would have been completely cool yes. with that. Okay. If she, I mean, obviously, if she was a better actress, then yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> they, they recast and it ends up being someone much worse. <laughs> Man, Storm just cannot catch a break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the I I feel like the only the, the only major problem I really have is is some of the non some of the deviations from the comic that I don't particularly like, like shafting Cyclops. Yeah. Taking a little away from from some of Wolverine's more obvious. I mean, he, he still has he still is very much Wolverine, but some of his more like like I was saying, where where his 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 beast mode thing and you know stuff like that, making playing up the the Jean Grey stuff a little too much. Another bit I enjoy, yes, with Wolverine when he's in Cerebro with Professor X and he forces him to put the cigar out and he just puts it out in his hand. Oh yeah. And he's just like, ooh, that really hurts. And then he just looks down and he's like, okay, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I, I agree. Is, ah, that's wonderful. Yeah, little little things, character things, them doing stuff. I mean, I know people love pointing to like Brian Singer like being totally against the comics when they were making the movies, or yeah. at least the first two. I don't know about the the more current ones, but um, he care he he cares about these characters. Yeah, like, at least some of them. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, for 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 someone, so the idea that supposedly he's claimed that he doesn't care about the characters, or or, or, or like he's not he's not a huge comic book guy, and supposedly he like banned comic books from the set. Interesting. I don't know. That's that's weird because this very much is an X Men storyline. Yeah, like through and through. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much I believe that. I, I don't know. This is just what I heard. Yeah. You you could send us a message on the Twitters or whatever and tell us we're wrong. Um, I'm also going to give this an A minus. Mostly just the Cyclops thing does kind of bother me, although it's more so the third movie and they don't really jump on where this yeah. one leaves off. Um, then there's a couple of little flimsy plot points like Magneto just catching them out of nowhere. No, they're not deal breakers, of course, because. Yeah. For me, A minus. You really have to be on on your A game. Like yeah. you, you need to t- give me an experience, like something I, I yeah. feel. Yeah. Did you feel exactly. something? And I, mm-hmm. I got the feels for this one. And I'm not sure how much that is nostalgia. Although this one still holds up really well. So I mean, I was about to say I have like no. I think the, I think actually the first X Men movie I saw was X Men Three in theaters. Of course it was. And. Uh, it might have been the first Spider-Man movie I saw in theaters. Spider-Man three. Oh God. Whatever. <laughs> Life sucks. Moving on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have no nostalgia for this, and I still think it's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm still trying to determine in my head if I think it's the best X-Men movie. I, uh, maybe, maybe we'll just need to get to Days of yeah. Future Past because. For, that's, me, that's, for yeah. me personally, that's the only other one really I think, competing with. I mean, I think most people would say X-Men 2, First Class, or Days of Future Past. But it's yeah. between those three. Although now Deadpool. But. I have a hard time comparing that one. That one's yeah. such a different animal. It really is. Uh, we'll get to it. Which is, yeah. We'll get yeah, to it. Yeah, I was going to start making commentary about that. We should probably wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've just about covered everything. Yeah. Rewatch it if once again if you're one of those weird comic book nerds, I I say that lovingly. <laughs> that that's like screw Brian Singer. I hate the leather costumes. Blah. Just look at it and, and just look at the story and the characters. Yeah. 
if the aesthetics, you really hate them so much, fine. But try and look past that. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, at least when you and I, we watch a movie, it's like, okay, we don't really care for it that much, but we can recognize if it's good. Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know, subjectivity, of course, is going to play in to a certain degree. But I feel like, I, I don't know. Be objective, people. <laughs> If you really don't like this movie or you don't remember liking any of these movies, just go back and try watching it again. Still holds up better than the Raimi movies. I said it. I know people say <laughs> Spider-Man 2 I mean, is one of the best movies, superhero movies ever. I, I agree. And I, I, I think that's... I would put this in the top 10 way before I would put Spider-Man 2 in the top 10 of superhero movies. Me personally. Yeah. I don't know about way before. I think I'd put them in very similar spots. And I think they would both be top ten. I really don't know where I would put Spider-Man 2. I just know it would not be in the top ten. Really? Yeah. Not at all? Nope. Okay. I, I, th- I think... I don't know. I think we've gotten too much good stuff recently for me to even consider that. Yeah. Maybe. The MC- I would have to... The MCU has been very good to me. That's true. <laughs> I, w- I would have to spend some time thinking about this. See, just along like half the MCU movies, a couple of X-Men movies, and then the Nolan trilogy. That... That yeah. fills up the ten. That's true. And then, you know, you and me love Watchmen. Not everybody else does, but, you know. I don't know that I'd put that in my top ten, just because that's a different animal. It's a superhero movie. Come on, fella. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a graphic novel adapted to film. Okay. So anyway, you can find us at uh, HCT Sequels on the Twitter. You can find us at... Here come the sequels at gmail.com. I'm weighing my options if I should smack him, if I should just walk out, turn the mic off. I'm weighing all my options. Here and people. here come the sequels.blogspot.com, I believe. Good to know you remember. Sure. You probably just write these down. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're on iTunes. But Hopefully, that's how you found us. I mean, I assume. I don't know. I've. Whatever. I don't know where else someone would find this from, but hey. Yeah. Rambling's fun. Yeah. But yeah, check out X-Men 2, because it's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does hold up. Next week... A movie that does not hold up particularly well. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I hate X-Men 3. Yeah. Like... How much you hate Spider-Man 3 is how much I hate X-Men 3. I mean, I hate X-Men 3 pretty bad, too. That It, it was a great cathartic feeling when we were watching that, and you, you were telling me just how much you hated it. I was like, I know, right? <laughs> Finally, someone Sp- who feels Spider-Man 3 hits, hits home for, for character-related purposes as far as how much I hate it. I mean, just your love of Spider-Man and of Venom in particular. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this... X-Men 3 is... is See, X-Men 3, I love the first two movies so much. Like, the, just so much a part of my childhood and nostalgia. And what, yeah. Just, it completely craps on all of that. Yeah. And it's... And I, I hate it for that reason. Not not because it's like a terrible comic book adaptation and what have you. It's not because of that. It's because of how it affects the franchise. Yeah. That's fair. All right, everybody, hopefully you were able to stick through all that. Sorry about our little <laughs> rambling for like five, ten minutes. Whatever. It's, it's our podcast. We do what we want. Correct. 
All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Stay rogue.